What's going on, Player Profiler Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of Trade Gods. It's crossover week, boys and girls, but I am not joined with my fellow Trade God brother, Nay. I'm joined by El Capitan of the Underworld, Mr. Matt Kelly. What's going on, Matt? Crossover week is here. We are crossing over. We're crossing streams, man. We're crossing streams. Hey, I love it. I mean, listen, when you said you want to come on TG, very excited to have you on. TG. Had to go to the Discord. You know, we're cool here, Matt. We got the backwards caps on. I got the DJ Moore Carolina Panthers now throwback jersey, apparently. Oh, yeah. We got a whole bunch of trades to break down. Man. Well, not he, apparently. He, it's now a throwback. He, he was traded. You know? <laughs> he was traded, but listen. Here's Which a is a good thing. thing. It's a good thing for we like it, right? We think yeah, it's I mean, it was a great it, it was it was kind of like oh wait, I was gonna get Bryce Young a, a pocket passer, a prolific pocket passer in college. <laughs> now I, I have a mobile quarterback who's gonna run a lot. Damn it! Yeah, I mean, well, the Bryce Young—it's like two ships crossing in the night. You want that quarterback for DJ Moore? He's in town. He's out of town, but it's, it's okay. Still looking like it's going to be a dynamic duo in, in Chicago. The, oh, yes. The clips already look great. I oh, love yeah. It. And, and uh, Chase Claypool already starting off the year on the pop. I mean, he's over. <laughs> Chase he Claypool. He is so done. He there, is I mean, done. He's as done as Jamison Williams. All these guys that are, <laughs> you know, on and in and out of the pop all the time, and you they're not reliable because you know that the coaches, they say that the number one skill that a, a player can have is availability. Yeah. availability hey don't be mad at me don't be mad at me if it were me i would be coddling jameson williams okay i would be protecting him from amon ross st brown's withering stare <laughs> his psychotic okay. yeah i would be protecting him at all costs i would be you know spoon feeding him the playbook we would have like tutors all around him helping him elevating him at all times even if he can't be in practice even if he even yeah. if he has to, has to can't be in the in the film room with us, I would make sure yep. that he gets the laptop and, and that we're, <laughs> we're with him watching the plays from practice or whatever it is. But that's not their attitude, man. Not I Dan wish Campbell. it was their attitude, but that's not their attitude. If you're not there, you're behind. You didn't see. Did you see the clip of Amon Rogers barehanding one hand, just one hand catches off the jugs machine? Doof, doof. If you turn that camera around, Dan Campbell's holding Jameson Williams' arms back, making him watch it. That's the type of ship Dan Campbell runs. Yes. He wants yes. toughness. You see man. this? You see this? You see this? You see this? I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because I love you. Oh, it's not I'm your fault. It's not it's your like fault. It's been so much to me. You mean so much to me. We have to do this together. We have, like, no, man, no, we have to watch him. We have to watch together because I love you, man. Oh, that's what he wants. He wants people that bite kneecaps, not make bets and miss football games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we're not. We he don't doesn't want that, that man. Way. That's not what he's here for. No, that's not what he's here for. He's so, uh, well, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. I I I uh, have been wired to love players like Chase Claypool, like six okay, four, okay, two thirty. Yeah. 230. yeah. You know, a, a Calvin Johnson athletic profile. Create a players from Madden. Oh yeah. my God. They're like you built a player in Madden. And <laughs> unfortunately, the NFL doesn't agree with me. NFL coaches no. have no time for these guys. No. And they they will not hold their hand. They will not coddle them. And you either you either basically you enter the league ready to eat faces. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. or you no. get traded, right? It, it's that simple. Yes. And if you have early uh, second round capital like DeAndre Swift, it's not. It doesn't matter. Even if no. you have first round capital like Kadarius Tony, the, the Giants are like, this guy's never going to be available when we need him. So why are we even bothering? See you later. And Dan Cam Dan Campbell, Brian Dayball, you know they're these rah rah guys. You need rah rah guys. It just that's that's what they're doing. They don't like these big Madden creative players. They want these pro ready good program kids you know that are ready to rock and roll that's what that's they want. right so, that's so i mean this one i, I i've been uh, i've been on this this thread of, of discussion and conversation and thought lately is just how far i've come i've been doing a lot of reflecting because it's mm -hmm. close to 10 years in now doing this Whew. and i'm like yeah i used to love brashad perriman right he used to be my guy i one of my one of my 
viral videos very early, very early. Wasn't even on YouTube. It was just like a, it was from the podcast. It was cut to a slideshow. It was just right. images with audio. And it was me talking about Brashad Perriman and how explosive he is and how excited I am to see him catch passes in the NFL and dominate without any idea about what actually goes on and the limitations of mm -hmm. the most athletic. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't understand how a Brashad Perriman after his pro day could possibly fail. And yeah, now, right, right. Later, I'm looking up and I'm going, hey, guys, uh, so you just need to get whatever you can get for Kadarius Tony. And that was six months ago. And now you're seeing why you need to get whatever you can get for Chase Claypool. You need to get whatever you can get for Jamison Williams. You got to get whatever you can get for Quentin Johnston. I'm telling you now. Right. I'm Ooh. already out ahead of it. Right. There's some guys where it's a bit clear. You just need to just it. You sometimes. You, you sunk cost. Just get get, in get that, out. Right. That's what this this show is all about. Like, mm -hmm. how can we package a bunch of guys that are headed to zero and maybe get something back that would help my fantasy team in the long term? Well, listen to this, Matt. You're in luck because when the Eminem boys get together, obviously QJ is coming up, and there will be a trade that involves Q Johnson tonight. So yeah. let's get into these trades. We put out the bat signal to the Discord. Shout out to everyone in the Discord. Play a profile Discord. Playerprofile.com slash chat. Get in the Discord, and you can have your trades broken down by the pod father himself on TG Crossover Week. So let's get into it. Trade number one comes from a 16-team PPR 1QB start nine. It's from Best Alex EU in the Discord. Shout out to you. He is selling Jamar Chase. Whoa. He's 101 right now, selling him for Chris Olave, Christian Watson, the 314, the 304, a 2024 first, and a 2024 second. Now, before I get your thoughts on this trade, Matt, let me give you a little bit additional, a little bit additional context here. The 304 is Tucker Craft. The 314 is Charlie Football, Charles Jones. And the 24 first is a third-party teammate. It's not one of these guys in this, involved in this trade's pick. So we don't know where it's going to land. So se selling a guy like Jamar Chase potentially one of the most valuable assets in all of Dynasty. Did he get enough here? No. God damn, I hate saying that. It's crazy, right? I it's hate crazy. saying that. I hate saying that. And there's a trade coming up later that also is heavily skewed to, you know, the quality side of the ledger where you're, you're, it's a premium blue chip you know, foundational piece uh, and, and a bunch of really good players on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want the premium blue chip piece and i understand the risk uh versus reward equation here mm -hmm. is that if you're just playing risk versus reward this is the right move which is to to uh, divest of chase and spread the risk around right the, the, you yep. you are this is absolutely a risk management move so now olave and watson have to bust right but he just right. didn't get enough back he just didn't give enough back like I thought this would is was interesting and compelling without the 2025 first, right? I thought it was interesting without the 20 when when the 2025 first comes along and this guy's getting Jamar Chase, mm -hmm. right? The other side is getting Jamar Chase and this guy's 2025 first. It's one thing to give up Jamar Chase. It's another thing to also not have your first rounder in 2025. And, right. And That's a this, good point. This isn't even a, if it was a pure win now deal, then we could have that conversation. Mm -hmm. But Olave and Watson are win now players, just like Jamar Chase is. It's not like yeah. these guys; these are not not rebuilding assets. These are these are. It's definitely a way to get get your the average age of your wide receiver core to get younger. Great. Those third rounders don't move the needle. How many teams in this league? It's sixteen teams. It looks like. Yeah. 16 so, teams, but it's pretty light starting lineups. Start nine, you know, it's not super deep starting lineups, but you assume that the rosters themselves are deep because of the 16 teams. So this is how this trade is excusable and interesting. If this were 12 teams, I would not do it. It would be Jamar mm -hmm. Chase. But in a 16-team league, Olave and Watson become that much more valuable. Right. Because they're, they're all premium players at the running back and the uh, – wide receiver positions in particular 
because it's one quarterback, you could even argue tight end uh, in 16 team leagues. Tight ends become a lot more valuable too. think about who the tight end 16 is. It's pretty bleak. It's bad. Yes. It's pretty, it's it's pretty, it's pretty bleak, dude. So that's where if he absolutely lacked depth behind chase, then it's defensible. And I think it's a down the middle deal, a 50, 50 coin flip, Mm -hmm. but that's predicated on, it has to be a 16 team league and you have to have a barren depth chart behind Jamar chase for this deal to make sense. 90% of the time, when I watch this this show, what we're going to talk about today with these different trades that are that we're assessing, I want the quality side because I'm betting on myself that I can go yes. out and acquire players on the waiver wire and acquire players in the draft at a higher hit rate than my competitors. So if you believe that that's true, then you're going to be more often than not taking the quality side of the ledger and giving up quantity. And that's mm-hmm. what I end up doing. And so that's why this is just so difficult to stomach. You know, just put it in context of our lifetime value ratings. Jamar Chase is pushing like a 400 lifetime value rating. Right. Olave's around 200. So right mm-hmm. there, we see that Jamar Chase is at, at least double the value. Right. But then when and we also give you a bonus if you're if you're creating roster space, you get roster mm-hmm. space bonus because roster space it, it needs to be accounted for at some point on the ledger as a player. So two Olaves with our math, our trade analyzer math wouldn't even get you Jamar Chase. Right. So what are you doing? You're exchanging first rounders. That's not that's not good enough, right? You're getting third rounders. That's not helping. Watson is not Olave. Watson's much riskier, mm-hmm. right? So Watson, I'm going down the board. His lifetime value rating is down under 150. So now all of a sudden we're doing like 2025 versus 2024 first round math, and it's just so. Even that if you're the one giving up chase, you have to demand an overpay. And this is just too even. Your reaction to initially, it was exactly what I was feeling when I first saw this trade. Value wise on that left side, you see a ton of it. But giving up Jamar Chase seems like too, too much. For me personally, the way I like to do fantasy and the way I like the dynasty is let me keep Chase and let me try to add to Chase. So you, they just got two top 20, two top 18 to be exact, wide receivers in dynasty, but they had to give up the number one in our dynasty ranks. I would have rather kept number one and then traded for a Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, someone that's just outside maybe around top 24, top 30, and partner up somebody with chase because i want to get chase jason i you know on the show the fellow trade god he has this rule because we get a lot of these jamar chase justin jefferson trades he has this rule about trading either the only guy he said he's trading jamar chase for is justin jefferson plus the only guy he's trading jefferson for is jamar chase plus so to your point he wants a complete overpay is basically his analysis when it comes to trading away right one of i these think top this is teams. a better conversation and more interesting if we pull the 2025 first, it's right, right, because then you're getting that additional asset. Now you're just kicking the now the math the tilts right. And in a trade Correct. analyzer, I think the math would tilt toward the Olave side mm-hmm. if you pulled the 2025 first. Understandably, because then it's a massive overpay, and that that 2024 first is also not coming from the stud team, mm-hmm. right? It's coming from a, a, some third party team that right. that could be top three, could be Marvin Harrison Jr. So if I tell right, you that 2024 right. first is Marvin Harrison Jr., then that's a trade I want. I want, yes. I want, I want, I, I, I'll, I'll give up chase for that. So then we're in a world where, especially in a 16 team league, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I, if we get in the conversation, we get in negotiations, I'm doing it. Right. You're getting, you got, and it's funny. We must've been doing a lot of shows together recently, Matt, because literally my follow-up, my final question for this trade was going to be, where would that 24 first have to fall for you to get a little bit more enticed for that overpay? And you just answered it there. It's got to be Marvin Harrison because Marvin Harrison does make this an absolute slam dunk. So best. But, Alex- but that's the thing about this trade though. Yeah, What's uh, interesting well, about it is if Marvin Harrison is in play. He is in play for sure. So right, it does Marvin make Harrison enticing. is in play with that 2024 first. It, it makes it a little more interesting. But then, then you're giving up another tw- first round of the very next year, and it's like, oh mm-hmm. god, man, come on! You're, 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 you're the, the, it's, it's like they went through like an even Steven exercise instead of a, <laughs> yeah. what's it gonna take? You're right. This right. Is you a, don't both come game, out here 50-50. Let's balance this out. The game is what's it gonna take when Chase is involved, 
Yeah, they probably. I mean, they could have used the, the the trade analyzer at PlayProfile.com and just said, "Hey, we're not get we're not clicking accept until we're both right around an X amount of point differential, something like that." Because you're right, it's it's just too even to trade away a guy like Chase. So we like the return, Alex, but it's just it's just we feel like you could do a lot more and just with a, you know you could put together a way better winning. Uh, roster and you're gonna regret it too, build. right? It, you're gonna regret it. Chase has the wide receiver one season. And two thousand yards. Uh, Olave pops an Achilles because he's been dealing with you know, some some arthritis in that Achilles already. Yeah. Right. Some tendonitis at the very least, if not. He's not. He's a little, little young for arthritis, but tendonitis. Okay. Tendonitis pops up. Yep. So now you're 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 apoplectic. You're you're considering leaving the league. <laughs> you you right? might go you're, you're, Yeah. You're so yeah. Like, remember that league that Cody Carpenter left. <laughs> remember he you, every the time pick? we do a show together you bring up that remember he league. traded me the pick that became Bijan, <laughs> then he left the league yeah 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 because yeah, that's that. what would happen you would be like i can't believe i did that yada 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 i'm actually still and we'll get to you know what well let's let's go to break and then we'll okay. talk about uh, a particular trade that that has echoes of a trade we're about to analyze okay perfect let's do it Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. Now, you know I love Kenny Pickett, right? Week one, who does he face? San Francisco. That's a bummer. So I'm going to be going less than on Kenny Pickett's projected yardage. And on whichever quarterback is starting for San Francisco in week one. (laughs) Probably not Trey Lance. But then, who do the Steelers face in week two? Ah, the Browns, right? We think the Browns are going to crank things up. So there, you can say, hey, Kenny Pickett, more than his projected passing yards. And you keep on correlating. Elijah Moore, more than. George Pickens, more than. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Head over to Sleeper for those picks now and use the promo code UNDERWORLD today. Trade number two, baby. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. 12 team PPR Superflex 1.5 tight end premium, even though there's no tight ends here. It is a four point passing touchdown, which does make a difference here. Start 10. It comes from FPL Hardman in the Discord to trade away Justin Herbert in a 25 second. He got Daniel Dimes, Devontae Smith, Jameer Gibbs in a 2024 fourth round pick. Trading away the richest quarterback in the history of the sport, Matt. Did he get enough? What do you think? I say no. No. He did it. I can't believe he, he did, did it. it, but he didn't. He did it. No, he did it. We're just a year removed from questions swirling around whether Daniel Jones is a starter in the NFL. Correct. And yep. so to to put yourself in that position in a super flex pff, dynasty league, it's a giant step down. It's a it's a titanic step down. And I Two years ago, if you put this in our trade analyzer, because we have the trade analyzer on the Dynasty Dominator app as well as mm-hmm. on, on the, the the Dynasty Deluxe package on the website, it would have given you back uh, Daniel Jones. You should you should do that trade, right? Daniel Jones, Gibbs, Smith would have the advantage. Over the years, we've just been refining it and uh, it kept recalibrating, recalibrating, perfecting it, and now you you know it's 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 almost impossible to game that system. I mean, how many times have you put a trade in the trade analyzer and you're like, yep, that's right. And I bet you put a trades in there that you thought for sure we're going to trick it and it didn't get tricked. All the time. That thing All is, the, time. The, the trade analyzer is nails, Matt. It's so fucking nails. It's really nails. So I can I just can I just cut to the chase on this trade? Please. The trade analyzer has Justin Herbert at 628.95 and the Daniel Jones side at 572.37. And that's about right. That's about right. It's got a 50 point advantage on the Herbert side. Mm-hmm. And I find that the fourth round pick that was thrown in there just to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I always do that, by the way, it's something I always do. Just give me it. I'm like, just make sure I don't uh, lose picks in net. Right. And so I end up 
I end up with a bunch of fourth rounders every year because I've always been, I'm, you know, shedding thirds and seconds to make deals happen. But I'm always like, but I must be balanced. I cannot be net negative on a pick swap. Right. Yeah. So I'm always getting like that conditional seventh rounder, like NFL GMs do. And so I, 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 I'm like, that's so superfluous and hilarious, but it's so me to do that too. Right. I would totally do that. It touches your heart a little bit. Right. Right. I would totally do that. Um, and but the fact that this guy again take the second out of here. Why are you giving up a second? That this yes. superfluous second round pick. That second round pick is going to be useful mm-hmm. in a couple of years. It's going to be useful tomorrow in trade. Why would you give it up? Right. You're 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 giving up Herbert. The... <laughs> what are you doing? You can't give up more stuff. It's like you're giving <sighs> up Chase. What do you mean we giving up another first rounder and Chase? Right. Like, it's like wait a second. What are we right. talking about? It. The question is. So if you pulled that second rounder, Herbert Woods, because it's 2025 and in our seat, our trade analyzer, it discounts these picks heavily as you go out years. So even mm-hmm. if you pull that, tra- you're still not going to get it even. Right. You'd have to pull uh, the, the the second rounder and you'd have to upgrade Smith to something even better, something like Waddle or, you know, yeah, that, his that, teammate AJ Brown. Yeah, you'd have to get up to AJ Brown. Something like that. that would be the sure. way to do it. You have to jump a tier, get rid of the second. And then we can have a conversation again. It's one of these things where it feels like a total overpay, but it's just what happens. It's mm-hmm. how do you pry top six franchise quarterbacks that are young, that are going to be the cornerstone of a franchise in a super flex league for the next 10 years. You got to pry them out of your fellow managers, cold, dead hands. <laughs> yeah, you do. And this so is that, the type of trade I'm making too. This yeah, is what I, mean, I want to do. Six, 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 seven quarterbacks, you know, ha- have all of the capital. Like it's so funny when mm-hmm. you go, I just find it hilarious when you go to our super flex rankings, you'll get a lifetime values and it's all, <laughs> it's just all quarterbacks down the board. And then, but it's quarterbacks by a huge margin, right? It's like so Herbert is a hundred points uh, mo- more like uh, 150 points more valuable than even Jamar chase and super flex. And it's mm-hmm. like, is that so nuts? That's crazy. No, 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 no. It's what it takes, man. Yeah. Super flex. You are starting pretty much all of your good quarterbacks. Okay. You can't go to the waiver wire. They don't exist. Minshew in super flex he, here. Quarterbacks like Minshew, Heineke, mm-hmm. reset, reset. Yep. They're all rostered, bruh. Like, you know, who else is rostered in, in all my super flex leagues, Cooper rush, because right. Cooper rush is on a team that's up tempo with weapons. And when he played last year, he played well, mm-hmm. he was productive. Serviceable so that's absolutely a, a quarterback that you need to be rostering every quarterback that's shown that when they get the opportunity, they can be productive, especially in a, in a, in a faster paced pass first weapons laden offense. You need to go and just just get those guys. Like Cooper Rush doesn't sound like anyone that's worth rostering in Superflex. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, because then you're paying all of your fab if that goes down. And even sometimes we see the unproven quarterbacks be rostered in your deeper dynasty Superflex leagues, like Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon is on rosters right now because we're speculating that he may see some starting reps while Kyler's on the shelf. So I think a better bet is Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell's another one that is like, O'Connell's longer term upside. Uh, you know, Jimmy is is has awful pocket awareness, right? Mm-hmm. It's why I'm worried about Tua Tungabeloa. I'm not worried about Tua as much about the concussion. Remember, Brandon Cooks had a concussion problem years ago and he just didn't he get did, right. When he was in New England, yep. So it's just, you know, it's 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 the sport, right? Mm-hmm. The problem with Brandon Cooks that he doesn't have to deal with as much because he doesn't have nearly as many reps is that he lacks spatial awareness. You remember the tackle that did him in, in the super bowl? Oh my God. It was awful. Yeah. It was like his head off the ground because he it, just did not see the guy coming. No, no, but I know. But when you were watching that, you were like, what are you doing? Yeah. It was like me. I remember there. that. Yeah. It, I, honestly, it looked like, <laughs> like my nephew playing football for the first time. He, he was like, I was like, dude, have you never played football before? Like you can't be you. That's not a move. You like there. It's so interesting when you when you see a play, and sometimes it's like a quarterback or a special teamer. Something gets thrust into a situation where they're they 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 just look awkward. Right. Like they're not ready. These these players they're so dialed into the 
spatial dimensions of and, and what players are capable of and the vectors they come in from, they rarely get taken by surprise fully. On that hit, it was like you dropped a civilian into like a war zone. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't have that feeling. So, right. He got so lit up and his head hit the ground so hard. That's why if you put civilians on a football field that they would die. People don't understand. It's like, right. but, but, oh, but this guy, you know, he's 200 pounds or something. It's like, you don't understand. It's, it's the way you move your body. It's the way you are become aware of your surroundings. You can be in grave, grave danger by just walking across a football field. You've seen these guys, right? The, the, the guys, the fans, the streakers, and how lit up they get just by security <laughs> guards. Time, yeah. Oh, Those yeah. are security guards. Dude, these are guys that are overweight. <laughs> Yeah, these right? are guys who played D three football ten years ago. Yeah, and they're like, and 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 they're concussing. They're putting guys in the hospital, right? That are running around <laughs> naked with pain on their chest. That's not like Aaron Donald, dude. So, can you imagine if Aaron Donald was able to just get the blind side of one of these streakers? He would oh, knock all of the paint off their chest. It would be crazy. <laughs> it would be crazy. Oh right? my god! So that's part of the issue with Tua, and that's part of the issue with Jimmy. Is that mm-hmm. they are down in the lower percentiles of pocket awareness in general, and they just get they take these awkward hits a lot, mm-hmm. right. and so they that's do. part of my fear and why Aiden O'Connell. I think we could look up and you know he's starting a bunch of games, and maybe mm-hmm. somehow they find a way to win <clears throat> too many games for them to actually be in the running for a Caleb Williams next year. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're looking up and it's it's you have a year and a half really of Aiden O'Connell and he has, he basically gets a, a run that, uh, you know, you've seen, you know, I, I guess fairly real. What would it be? The Texans, the Davis mills, I think a Davis situation. mills yeah. type run. That's what you're looking for with an Aiden O'Connell. Right. And even Davis Sam mills Howell. is an interesting stash, right? Davis mills yeah. had showed flashed mm-hmm. as a bet. So there's at least 10 quarterbacks that must be rostered because they're young and they've flashed. Or they're behind some, uh, like a Mike White. He's behind a, a quarterback oh, that that, yeah. that has uh, bad spatial signs. The spatial, spatial awareness, awareness of a streaker. <laughs> yeah, so there's two of the streaker Tagovailoa. <laughs> it's it's tough, right? It's just it's it's it, tough. It's one of those players where you 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 definitely want Aiden O'Connell. I would prefer Aiden O'Connell because it's the, what's the long term upside for Clayton Tune? That he's he's behind Kyler Murray. That's you know unless. The only the only way Kyler leaves is if they get Caleb Williams, right? And they have to finagle that. There's a whole bunch of dead cap that'll be involved with that. But we say all this to say that the importance of quarterback is so monumental, so paramount in these superflex leagues that trading away a guy like Justin Herbert, you need to come away with a quarterback that you can squint in your eyes and see him potentially being a QB one. I don't see that out of Daniel Jones. I think we'll always at best look at him as a twelve to ten guy, not an eight to ten guy. And Jameer Gibbs could bust. And also, I want to ask you this too real quick because we've been talking about it. We'll move on. But I want to ask you this. It's a very important question. Are we just starting to see the death of the running back position? I mean, these guys are having to take Zoom calls to band together to figure out how to muster up, the to get their teams to muster up a one-year deal. It's, I don't know. I'm nervous about the long-term evaluations of running backs. And it's starting to look more like just treat them as mercenaries. Grab them for the one year and then don't spend too much on them. Well, look at the, the Jonathan Taylor's agent feuding on Twitter with Jim Irsay. Right. It's crazy because he right? sees the writing on the wall. I'm not operating in bad faith. You're operating in bad faith. Well, no, you're <laughs> operating in bad faith. No, you're operating in bad faith. Jim Irsay's like a superstar. Jim Irsay's well, like, well, I would argue let me have he's not drink. necessarily the most valuable player on the team because he's a running back. I right. love Jonathan Taylor, right? All American stud. He's caped up for me on the show, you know. To, mm-hmm. he intros the show sometimes oh, right he's one of the guys that did it for us for sure he's my guy right him and to and we've just got to you know justin herbert turbo baby right yeah, yeah this right. is justin this is justin herbert with the sonic truth done <laughs> he, he has the voice of a qb1 he wants it i want him to be my franchise quarterback i did a giant trade where my team was completely screwed and mm-hmm. i think i had uh i think i had Tua at quarterback and that was it Maybe it was worse than that. It was bad. I just got in a terrible situation with my yeah. wide receivers. I had receivers like, you know, teams where you have receivers like Juju 
and you have all, I had all of these, they, they talk about quarterback purgatory. I was in, I was in wide receiver purgatory and I had uh, quarterbacks. I didn't trust. Right. And it was, it was a real, it was a, it was a real death spiral of a, of a, of a dynasty team. You've seen these, right? Of course. My running backs were like Josh Jacobs. It was just a, like, I looked at it and I'm like, who the hell drafted this team? You ever had teams like that? Where my like, sure. just like everything team? went wrong. You're looking at it like what did it, what happened? It's like a blink of an eye. Everything you thought was going to happen didn't happen and you're just in every single corner with every single position. I'm looking it up right now. It's it's the only, it's my biggest dog in all of our patron leagues, patreon.com/podfather. Yeah. You can challenge me in a patron league. And and I have all these dog teams. Uh, especially <laughs> recently, I have, I have like three dog teams. I, I don't know. There's 13 teams. Probably have three of them that are dogs, right? That's pretty and good. Two That's of them are are dogs, but they're on there. They're on the. They're on the. They're on the come up. You know, for sure. There, it's there's more. I think a couple of dogs that'll be wolves soon. You know, out there. Yeah, hunting. it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. A. Uh, I think those were. Um, are fine. Like we're on. We're so we're a year off schedule with the yeah. rebuild. It was a productive struggle that took a year too long. Right. Uh, but yeah, so this team, yeah, this team has Derek Henry, you know, I mean, it's just puke Damian Harris. I thought I could make a go of it with Damian Harris, Dawson Knox, Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith Schuster, just right? the guys Harris Campbell. Enough. I mean, it's just, it, but my, my running backs were like Saquon and Henry. It wasn't, it wasn't Josh Jacobs. I take that back. Apologies to Josh Jacobs and his family. Shout out to Jacobs. Uh, but they were like aging, aging running backs, wide receivers that aren't good enough. Right. And quarterbacks you can't trust with fringe tight ends. That's not a place you want to be in. It was a terrible not place. A place it was basically in. entire roster purgatory. And so what I ended up doing was just, just basically saying to a guy, I'll give you Tua and everything else that you would possibly want from my roster. Yep. Just give me Herbert. Blank check. Blank check, mm-hmm. like I gave him whoever my my other quarterback was. I gave him Tua and another quarterback. Might have been Aaron Rodgers. It was just something just gross, right? Right. And so I was like, whatever you want, whatever you want. And he kept adding, and I was like, whatever you want. And then I just shipped it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm rebuilding with Herbert. I got nothing else behind Herbert in Superflex. And they took all the quarterbacks from me. So I ended up getting in the in the rookie draft. I ended up getting uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, which is nice, but that's, that's only nice. because they stole. Like it went Bijan three quarterbacks, and, and I was like, yeah. and I was like, the thanks chocolate. guys. I was like, I was like, <laughs> they're gonna give me no because I came. You've done this too, right? In Superflex, I'm like, oh, I have the 105. This guarantees me CJ Stroud. And then your league mates and Superflex are like, not so fast. They go bang, bang, boom. Yep. It went bang, bang, bang. And I was like, well, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I have no QB2. My QB2s are Brissett, Wentz, and Hendon Hooker. Like, I was like, oh, thanks, guys. You gave me Hendon Hooker. That's my solution. That's the long-term solution to my my quarterback problem at QB2 is Hendon Hooker. But I'm happy with it. Like, now – I've been slowly rebuilding the wide receiver core. I got Drake London now, Jackson Smith and Jigba, mm-hmm. right? And then so it's like a slow, methodical rebuild. It's still like two years away. But had I not taken the medicine and withstood the pain of these last few years, this last year, this year, it's like a three-year pain window. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would be nowhere. So it's it, when you look back, I've no regrets, you probably say it overpaid mm-hmm. uh, if you if you were adding it all up by lifetime value. And still, because I got the best player, a cornerstone of the franchise, now I've got multiple cornerstones. I've got Jackson Smith and Jigba and Justin Herbert, and you just keep building from there. And you sometimes it, you, you get in a situation where you don't even know who the hell drafted that team. Years go by, and you're like, I still can't believe that this is my team. <laughs> Just rubbing this your is eyes. So embarrassing and so unlike me, but you just have to eat it. And sometimes it's a three-year process, my friend. 
building a team, building a winner is like building a house. You need that foundation. So even if you have to take one on the chin, that pain window was open for you, but you got your foundation. Now you got Justin Herbert and now the house will start to look the right way. And that's why we don't think that this trade, uh, you know, the package that received from the, what they traded for Herbert was just not enough, but we do have another trade. This is a, Three for three in a 12-team PPR Superflex start 10. FF Doom in the Discord. He's actually his, his name is Georgetown13 in Discord. FF Doom on Sleeper. Juwan Johnson, Rashad White, George Pickens. And he's sending away Dalton Schultz, DeAndre Swift, Darnell Mooney. This is a win. This is a win for Mr. Doom, Mr. Georgetown. He did it. He did it. Get it, Doom. Yep, he did it. Get it. And by the way, Harry Snowman's right. Given my team build and situation, Hendon Hooker was a smash pick. He does love the Hooker. He loves Hookers. Yeah, no, but it was it was right though. I was very sure. happy to get Hooker. I might have even reached for him. Given my team build, I knew I couldn't win this year. So why not Hooker? So I think do you that, think he, what do you think the timetable is on Hooker though? Do you think there's a shot that he plays in the NFL within three years? Next year. Why next not year? next year? Dude, dude. Remember, okay. We, the same argument with Jared Goff. That's why, again, our dynasty rankings and trade analyzer are nails mm-hmm. because you're not going to see us out over our skis with guys like Goff and Daniel Jones that a year ago everyone was doubting whether or not they're actual legitimate starters in the league. Right. Right. And you're not going to be able to microwave a stud NFL player by just turning up the dials on the offense. Right. Eventually these guys get exposed. Mm hmm. So Goff is going to be re-exposed as being Jared Goff. He is who we thought he was. Daniel Jones is going to be <laughs> what he thought we thought we was, right? And 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 on down the line, just like this year, Justin Herbert's going to remind us that he is who we thought he was all along, and that the Chargers right. already know stud. it, paying him all this money. He's a stud. Mm-hmm. So the, the reverse is true with some of these bad quarterbacks. And Doom got the two best players in the deal. He got the two best players in the deal, and he gave up two. Uh, players that I think are two of the most overrated. One is Schultz, right? Schultz is a jag tight end that was just a, he just happened to be the right place at the right time with Gallup coming off the ACL tear. Remember, Noah Brown was getting targets last year. They, they didn't have another option. And when That's they right. threw it to Schultz in the playoffs, all he did was doom them, right? <laughs> doom. FF doomed him, right? Yeah. I mean, two, sure. those two plays in a row where he refused to get upfield to keep the clock running, and then he refused to get out of bounds. So when you need to keep the <laughs> clock running, he fails. When you need to get out of bounds, he fails. He's a failure. So Dalton Schultz is an NFL failure, and he's not special in any way. And now that he's on the Texans, you're going to see just how bad he is. And DeAndre Swift was already banished by an NFL team that used an early second-round pick on him. And in camp, he's not even getting the first rep. It's going to Rashad Penny. So Rashad Penny is going to have a day. He's going to have a week or two where he's going to be relevant, and, and they're, we're going to see some positive game script, and we're going to see uh, Penny have probably have a great week one, and uh, then it's going to be Kenny Gainwell all over again. Right? It's going to skip right over Swift. Something will happen with Penny, and then everyone's like, okay, now it's time. Then it's going to skip right over him, and it's going to go right back to Gainwell like, it, like in the playoffs. And everyone's going to be like, why? How? We're going to do this all over again. All the frustration around Nick Sirianni and this this clinically operated Eagles franchise where they collect more biometric data than anywhere else and they pay more attention and more support to their players with nutrition and uh, you know their the, uh, the, 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 the the physiology sciences, right to, to reduce mm-hmm. injury risk and all these things that the Eagles do. And and then and you're going to see these these bitter fantasy gamers criticizing Eagles management when their Swifties not getting the touches that he deserves. And again, <laughs> if it were me five years ago, I'd be a Swifty too, right? I you know I'd be like the antihero, but, <laughs> right? But I'm like, no, man. No anti-hero. Like if the <laughs> NFL doesn't like him, I don't like him. And I hate to be oh, an old man. school, like, you know, kneecap biter, but that's just Dan the Campbell. Facts. It's the yeah. facts. You can't get too excited about players that are that show efficiencies in smaller samples if the NFL hates them. So that's ah. that's the one of the great traps that I would consistently 
consistently fall for, fall into, and 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 it would doom certain dynasty teams because of it. Some awful trades that I made, some terrible draft picks. I have ten years of lessons learned that I'm sharing, and now That's I'm this old crotchety guy that I'm not as into DeAndre Swift <laughs> as I would have been five years ago. I'm I'm a different man than I was five years ago. I'm not the Swifty I was. And when Nick Sirianni wears a, a Kenneth Gainwell T-shirt, I pay attention. Yeah, I, yeah, he did last year. I'm still a Swifty. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still out there rocking the friendship bracelets. I'm still a Swifty, but this is still a win for Doom because it's you- me. Thank you. Hi, Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> come for the trade stay for the taylor swift songs baby let's go but if you look at our dynasty rankings i mean it's a clear winner for rashad way it's pickens over mooney all day every day and then the schultz johnson difference is not as big i think as a lot of people think we got schultz at 20 johnson at 25 so i mean once you get past what we talked about tight end 18 a couple minutes yeah. ago it's garbaggio and last year i mean the doom's gonna be pretty excited when, when juan johnson outscores dalton schultz this year he was the sixth highest dominator rating amongst qualified tight ends last year. Juwan Johnson, he had a whole bunch of touchdowns. He's got a QB upgrade, sixth in EPA, so he was bringing the production to the field, and now the improved quarterback play. Johnson could be a factor that we're not necessarily uh, thinking about, especially now for those people who think Jimmy Graham's going to be a thing. That will not be a case. But this is a clear <laughs> this is a clear win for Doom. So let's move on to the Doomie. next trade. Great job, buddy. Kelly. Keep it up. Great. That's why. That's why. By the way, George Pickens, at cost, more upside for the dollar than any wide receiver in his tier. Think about who else is in his tier. Burks, no, not doesn't have the same upside. Pickens is more upside than Pittman. More upside than Deontay. I would say the only one that has maybe equivalent upside is Jerry Judy, but the rest of these players in his his dynasty tier: Christian Kirk, Jahan Dotson, McLaurin. Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, no, 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 no. You think Pickens has more upside than Cooper? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For I Dynasty, see, the ability. No, because Cooper's Okay, because of his age. Right. Oh, yeah, his okay, age, so you're saying for his it, value. The okay, age is just like McLaurin. The age has to be factored right. in. Right. But course. also, okay. isn't it interesting that Amari Cooper, he his splits with Deshaun Watson were anemic, and now he's hurt? The, I'm getting Amari Cooper on the Raiders vibes. Oh, don't say that. Please don't say that to me, Matt, because I love Amari Cooper. Big fan of him. He's just been such a prolific producer. On the, on the, on the Cowboys, Raiders. he was. I know. He was last year. I mean, last year he was sneakily, what, top uh, 20 guy for the for, for football, oh, 14 man. points a game. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting bad vibes. Don't do it. Don't I do it love me, the value on Donovan Peoples-Jones very late as a boom bust oh, or weekly me, play. Uh, just as a flex guy with upside plus all the best ball juice. And then you, and then you have the, the, res, the, the pending – an imminent resurgence of Elijah Moore. I think that's where you want to put your chips. Cause also like it, it's not going to hurt you, right? Losing Amari Cooper in dynasty at age 29, isn't going to hurt you. Like if you traded him, the, the, the regret, the possible regret factor of you being like, I can't believe I did it. I can't believe I traded Amari Cooper. Like if you trade Elijah Moore and he breaks out, you're going to be mad. That, no, that is a good point to make because when, they, when they're that young, you're looking at future success as much as current success. If you trade when they're 30 Pickens years old, you're not a looking top for the long receiver term. Because he's just a total beast. It's in his range of outcomes. It's, in right? his, it's not in Amari Cooper's range of outcomes. He's not going to be a top 10 receiver again. It's not going to happen. Okay. Well, he's very here's... fickle. Amari Cooper needs everything <laughs> to be just right. He's not He's, ah, he's, he's, a, he's not a, a thousand yard guy. I know, but he's, he's just pro. not a player that I would consider anti-fragile. Okay, he is fragile. If things aren't dialed in just right, he look at his game logs, man. He does tend. I to mean, power- his game logs are just you could you could almost see him pouting on the sidelines in his game That's logs. Just, he's got resting pouting face. <laughs> no, but you can see him like I don't want to be here. I don't like them bracketing me this week. I don't like going up against J.R. Alexander this week. Like when the situation's right for him, he shreds. When yeah, he's his body doesn't not, feel not right, accurate. he doesn't like the coach. He doesn't like the matchup. He doesn't like the system. He doesn't like the scheme. Doesn't like the route that's called. He pouts, and that's he, he had two years in, in Las Vegas pouting. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do this, man. All right. Let's move on because you're gonna make me sad. I'm just saying the vibes are making great. Your, 
the, the vibes, vibes are not great. great. And then you already see him on the side. Whenever you see, whenever now you're seeing these injuries pop up, it's like, like was what was he doing all off season? Was he working on his strength and conditioning, or is he just riding it out? I can't answer that, but it sounds like he was riding out. I mean, why would you have a, like an injury that he already sustained? Soft tissue at this point yeah. in camp is always a bad sign. It shows they're not working on their hydration. They're not working on their strength and conditioning. <sighs> they're stretching. They're just not putting in the work. I mean, what's the probability that Amon Ra strains a hamstring? Zero, probably. It's zero. He's not going to. He's so dialed as a a human being, right? I mean, I think that the great question that was asked, by the way, in the Dynasty Roundtable that I wanted to ask you, if you had to pick a receiver that's going to come up and challenge in the Dynasty rankings, Chase and Jefferson, who would it be? CeeDee Lamb. We we didn't actually we didn't no one no one said CD Lamb for me it's CD Lamb I mean we've seen the I love his progression as a as a wide receiver he checks all the boxes analytically he's efficient and he's on he's tethered to a quarterback that's going to be around a guy that we like a consistent consummate pro fourteen hundred receiving yards I think like twelve touchdowns is in his range of outcome as well as twelve hundred receiving yards I I love CD Lamb to ascend but after that my next pick would be. A, it would be Mr. The Sun God, A. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I think which it's for me, Ra. Matt. I think I, I actually, if it if it were for my life and I had to bet, I would be Amon Ra over CD Lamb. Okay, so this trades a smash for the the side receiving Amon Ra, and I agree though. Yeah, I mean this is this trade. This is, is a crazy. smash. This I want to ask you this trade. because do you know who the guy I I pick though? So uh, uh, Theo, I think selected Amon Ra smartly. And I looked at CeeDee Lamb and I said, no, I actually picked the guy that um, blotted out the sun and outproduced by a significant margin, both Olave and Garrett Wilson when they were teammates. JSN. Yep. JSN. We JSN. JSN puts up a big year. I'm telling you, you have a DK Metcalf injury, DK Metcalf torn ACL. You've got a Tyler Lockett hamstring. Uh, or hip injury, something I can see maybe Tyler Lockett hip injury that 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 would that was probably that, that's my guess for whatever injury. All these guys, by the way, they all suffer injuries. Unless you're Travis Kelsey, you have an injury every year. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, it's there whether they play through it or not. Whatever. Kelsey's just you know talk about the what's the anti uh, Tua in terms of spatial awareness. It's Kelsey, right? It's he Kelsey. knows where everyone is at all oh, times. Yeah. He never takes hits. His you know clean. You know, Witten was the same way, mm-hmm. right? Back Lasted in the day, so it's one of those. Mm-hmm. It's like Floyd Mayweather just doesn't get hit, right? He's the Mayweather of of football players. So oh, that's a good one. I like that a lot. I like yeah, that. Yeah, Jackson Smith is the one guy you close your eyes and you can imagine him. I can imagine 180 targets for Mamon Ra, and then also having like a, a sort of a, a positive lucky touchdown total, high touchdown rate. And then him vaulting into the tier you can see that very clearly oh, yeah. and easily, given that, that that's such an up tempo offense, and and Jamison Williams is a bust. And then the other one would be an injury to Metcalf or Lockett, totally unlocking JSN early, right? Wheels or mm-hmm. or something wild happening, like because Seattle positions themselves as ostensibly this this the meritocracy un, uh, unlike any other right mm-hmm. that they actually just full-blown starred him over Lockett or something crazy like that but i don't and, think it's that crazy he's so good i know football. but then he gets like 12 targets in week one and we and go has what a huge, it has doing? a huge game yeah and he has, let's say he goes out and has 130 yards on 12 targets in week one and actually runs more routes than Lockett. And everyone's like, well, yeah, that's the guy from Ohio State 2021. That's the guy we remember. <laughs> that's that, the guy well, with yeah. 330 and, and, receiving and yards we're talking in a bowl game. In the, in the span of a week, Maddie, he vaults into the Jamar. I mean, you, you're going to have yeah. dynasty leaguers losing their minds, and you're going to see him vault into that tier instantly. This is such a win for the left side, but you know what? I'm go ahead and use that 24 first. Go try to get JSN because now you could get yourself Amon Ron JSN. You could get the two <laughs> guys that are the heir apparent to that top dog status. So I think that's the move. But Maddie, are you ready for what a great trade, man? Is this so in this these trades, the side. left side is typically the, the the Discord members? And by the way, yes. player so this is Gippy F1. Okay, Gippy so F1 the left the side is typically the those that are that are in our Discord. So 
playerprofile.com slash chat playerprofile.com slash chat that's how to get in the discord yes and then we will uh talk about your trades here and then uh no surprise members of our audience are killing these trades next one next trade and i actually looked at the wrong guy it's teats sweet name by the way teats so here we go last trade of the night matt and i saved the best for last for you because involves quentin johnston ah! and it also involves oh, jay this. football wide baby oh! Is this is this is this Jason Allwine? This is a Jason Allwine trade. He made it in the twelve team PPR Superflex one point five TEP start ten. He shipped away QJ and received Tyquan Thornton, Pat Fryermuth in a twenty twenty four second round pick. Before we get into that, Mansion Lifestyle Hack, non alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing, Hazy IPA. You can't tell it's not a real beer. It's it a point five percent alcohol. So okay. I'm sharp, man. I'm drinking a beer, having a nice evening. Staying uh, cognizant. I like it. Program cognizant, having a great time <laughs> with my friend Maddie, and uh, I don't have to. We don't have to worry about driving home or anything. It's uh, it's it's a nice little hack there, Athletic Brewing, uh, and that's a Connecticut company. They just had they just had got fundraising. They just raised like fifty million dollars. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Is it Connecticut? I'm from Mass, so I mean, I'm only a stone's throw away from going to pick some up myself. I think they're. Di- I think they have like sixty percent now of the non-alcoholic brewing market. They're dominating. Oh shit! Athletic Good brewing. For them. Athletic. What they're a doing name great. too. What a name, athletic brewing. Smart. I don't know. Smart. Sometimes I'm, I like I'm athletic. Up here, though. You yeah. you are athletic. I can I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that. We would have won the two-on-two touch football game at the Kansas City Draft House if your boy didn't lose steam and underthrow a couple footballs. <laughs> your conditioning was an issue. <laughs> if, you, if you had the same freaking lasers that you were heaving just like 20 minutes earlier – yeah, we we these guys, and you were, and I was just like, I look uh, up and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to put the brakes on. <laughs> yeah, and I was uh, and I was wearing jeans and cowboy boots, so it was just not a good look for your boy. In 1.5 uh, tight end premium, I would straight up just take Fryermuth over QJ. Yeah, of so course, this is a slam dunk for our Look how Jay. hard it is to get a a tight end. Like Theo talks about it all the time. FFPC is 1.5 tight end premium, mm-hmm. and we love the FFPC promo code Underworld. $25 off your first team. Fryermuth is a super valuable asset in 1.5 premium. Like he's one of the few tight ends that's young, proven, and there's no doubt about whether he's good at football. Mm-hmm. Like correct. how many tight ends are there? There's actually doubts about Kyle Pitts. The, I mean, the upside is crazy. I'd much rather have Fryermuth, right? Same with Kincaid. The upside's amazing. But in terms of proven, you got Fryermuth, Goddard, you got Kittle. Hawkinson, Kelsey, Andrews. That's six dudes. Mm-hmm. That's that's only half your league can even have one of the six most proven tight ends. And then of those guys, a handful of them are not young, right? Half of them are not no, young. Not. Kittle's Kelsey's not young. Kelsey's not young. Andrews not young. So mm-hmm. now of that list I just mentioned, now we've now we've narrowed it down to Hawkinson, Goddard, and Fryermuth are you know, sub 29 years old. Mm-hmm. No, no, Andrews. Actually, no, Andrews is Andrews younger is... than Goddard. Did you know yeah, that? Not, oh, no, my. I did. I would not have guessed that. I would not. Well, Goddard did come from one of those schools that you come out at like 22 years old, right? You come out of I, South Dakota State or something like that. Yeah. I, I take a lot, man. I take a lot of pride in knowing a lot of these things just off the dome. Like, I know Quentin Johnston has a 92nd percentile burst score. And a 14th percentile agility score. Like I'm not, I don't have it pulled up. I just know that, right? That's comparable to Josh Doxson. <laughs> it's just it's it's funny because it's true. We ain't lying, so, folks. You have to understand, age is such a big thing in Dynasty. The fact that I had no idea that Goddard is actually older than Andrews is like I'm 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 drenched in shame right now. I can't believe I didn't know that. And you're so cognizant. You have an athletic brewing right now. So actually. Only two of these guys are even young. It's Hawkinson and Fryermuth. So Fryermuth yeah. is gold. Gold. And all you have to give up is a surefire bust receiver <laughs> that nobody wants. Like, no one actually wants him. I asked, I asked this question. It's like, this guy was one pick away from JSN in the draft. It was like Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
then Quentin Johnston, then Jordan Addison, back to back to back to back, right? No one's drafting him over JSN. Very few people draft him ahead of Jordan Addison, who was picked after him. Mm -hmm. And it's become a coin flip of whether you go Zay Jones or Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Zay Jones might be an optimistic comp for Quentin Johnson. No, Zay Jones is a pretty good comp, actually. Slow. It might take seven years to, to, to fire. No, Zay Jones had more burst than than straight line speed. He was more of a bursty player coming right. out, and he excelled in slants, very short depth of target. Uh, so he's basically like QJ without the deep balls. Like QJ does, Quentin Johnson, you know, for, say what you want. He does run the skinny post. He does run the nine routes, and, and he has secure deep passes. Now, granted, at his pro day, he dropped three consecutive perfectly thrown balls <laughs> on deep passes, and yeah. the entire scouting group groaned. Oof. Right, this was like one of those things where they couldn't believe like three. And then was it Duggan? Max Duggan. Yep. Yeah, Doug. Max Duggan's like, uh, like you know, hands on his helmet. Like he's there to help this guy get drafted. Right. And like he he's right. like throwing these like perfect passes. He's like, oh man, I got it. That, you know, it feels good, right? To throw a pass perfectly. <laughs> like you know that. You have a great you have an unbelievable spiral you can throw. Uh and then for the guy to just to clank three of them, I mean, in against air. No defenders, no shoulder pads. He's just clanking, clanking on against air is so embarrassing, right? And then it's yep. just it it oozes. It oozes Laquan Treadwell. It oozes a lot of these things where dudes are he's ducking events. They 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 had to hound him to do the agility drills. He didn't want to do it. He was all like shy and sheepish, like I don't really want to do it. Like I don't think it's in my best interest. I don't think I'm gonna. My people said that it's not in my best interest, and they're like, "Hey, man, you 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 really need to do these drills. Like we need to evaluate your 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 quickness and your agility. Important for our process. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, this is gonna send a really bad signal if you're ducking this event. And so he's like, okay. 14th percentile like he knew <laughs> yeah, he, knew. he knew right he knew and so it's just so bad it's so bad it's such a it, like every step of the way it was uh it was like so i asked i asked alex i was like alex so you were there he's like yeah man that yep. was one of the worst wide receiver pro days i've ever seen yep and and he's like and i'm like well so were the chargers there he's like i don't know if the chargers were there Sometimes the analytics department makes these makes these picks and it's like, you know what? I would have loved this is me with Brashad Perriman, right? All those I years ago. If I yes. was the analytics guy that the that the yep. GM hired five years ago, I would have been pounding the table for a, a Brashad for the, the Ravens to grab Brashad Perriman. Mm-hmm. And I and I would have made fun of the scouts. It would have been just like Moneyball, and I would have like you know demeaned them, and I would talk down to them and condescended. And they're like, "Bro, you weren't there. He was dropping passes against air. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't care if your spreadsheet says that he has you know the highest uh, tackles broken per route run or whatever the hell. It doesn't yeah. matter if he's great at stiff arming Big Twelve cornerbacks. That's not going <laughs> to fucking matter." dork <laughs> when he actually gets to the nfl and i'm like but uh you know but you gotta understand the broken tackles per route run right you now but now we see we put these on because we're scouts yeah, and now. i'm like yeah not analytics for scouts like, now but, uh, yeah so where's oh my god oh my god where am i where's your scouting glasses where's matt let's glasses? go we're not analytics oh guys oh my god no no i got them we're I'm kneecap glasses. biting fight yeah, so, uh, till you die coaches now yeah, Anal- so like, uh, you know uh, you know uh, this is uh <laughs> you know uh my spreadsheet you know it's uh he's got uh I, he has so many broken tackles per route run i mean and then the guy's like uh and i was then, then the guy did you see his uh, girlfriend no confidence yeah the scout's like uh yeah <laughs> dropped another so one. uh yeah yeah uh so you say <laughs> what a yards created per route run <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think you were at the pro day, uh, young man. Uh, th- th- this, this guy can't play. He can't play a lick. Uh, you want to put him out there with Justin Herbert. 
Uh, Justin Herbert's not going to want to play. Justin Herbert's going to ha- have him shipped off the field pretty quickly as soon as he drops <laughs> second pass deep. Uh, we'll end up playing more Jalen Guyton. We draft this guy, and then I'm like, well, but uh, but you know, uh, my my you know, I I, I swear my uh, my 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 uh, average target depth on passes that are not slants or bubble screens was very high for for Quentin Johnston. I I don't understand. Um. So anyway. I'm so glad that Dallas Scout made it made his second appearance here in the well, network yeah, on Trade Gods. He's trying to do something. So, <laughs> bottom line is, I would have drafted Quentin Johnson seven years ago. I would have been pounding the table, and the, you know the the GM that brought in the 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 slick analytics kid would have been totally hosed. And in the NFL, unlike baseball and basketball, what these scouts have to contribute is actually more valuable than most sports. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me at 10 years to appreciate that. And now talking to Cody, talking to Alex, going to the senior bowl, you know, you can't skip the pro day. Right. And if you can't squeeze the football against air, you're the idea you're going to squeeze it against J.R. Alexander is just wrong. Think about who's in that division. Patrick Sertan. Right? Patrick what, what, yes. do you think, what do you think is going to happen? Trent McDuffie. I mean, it's not, it's not happening, man. You're not gonna do he's not gonna go to Mile High Stadium and and dominate down the field like he did against the Big 12. I'm watching I'm watching these Big 12 highlights. It's like, oh, look what he did against Julius Brents. Yeah, Julius Brents fell down. There's a one long right, pass. Right, right, Brents right. fell down. Okay. And then he's he's stiff arming a safety on a slant up the middle and just runs away for a touchdown. Un, you know, after breaking one tackle and mm-hmm. it's like, this isn't real life, man. This nope. was like a video game. This was like a, a movie. <laughs> Uneasy. Yeah. This was like, yeah, uh, this was like a, the, this was a Truman, this is a Truman show situation, right? Where they were just like, psh, uh, cue the broken tackle, psh, right? Or, or, or <laughs> trip. trip the defender, psh, you trip. know, <laughs> Get you know and, and so this is what happened. I mean, it was like, remember, we talked about this with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was the, that's why his headshot on player profiler is Jim Carrey right. from that movie. And Quentin Johnston is that guy at the wide receiver position where, yeah, if, if, if the moon and the stars align and enough fucking cornerbacks fall down. Okay. Yes. Patrick's you okay. can have the best yards created per route run in college football one year. Mm-hmm. At but, TCU. but there's just so many guys that have had great metrics. You know who had great metrics was Nikhil Harry. Fantastic metrics. His <laughs> metrics across the board, uh, dominator rating, but also th- some of those more granular advanced metrics on a per-target basis, a per-route mm-hmm. run basis, were excellent at Arizona State. And at the NFL level, he just couldn't separate. No. Right? That's And that's not necessarily Quentin Johnson's problem. I think that Quentin Johnson has actually – his problems may even be more s- like systemic and problematic <laughs> – in that he doesn't have the route inventory, period, mm-hmm. right? To even have anything more than like bubble screen and very basic, like the most sort of junior high Z receiver yep. route tree available. And and we know those guys are Jalen Guyton. So it's just, it's it's frustrating to be on Twitter and to be on Reddit and to see people that are are uh, you know just don't have the perspective, but it's hey, it's also ten years from now like arguing is my younger self. Right, you've learned. You're showing maturity. You know what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. But what you're saying is you've learned over the years. You've been doing this. You've been uh, the head of a, of a fantasy football colossus for almost ten years, Matthew. Not bad for your for, for, for a man. How old are you now? 30, 36? Hey, hey, easy. So, by the way, so if we swap out, so I'm clearly emotionally invested in Quentin Johnston's demise. Well, you've tied me to that, Tether, too. So I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, so, it's a pro- so, this trade is a problem. So, a lot of these trades we've said, hey, we can tweak some of the details to make it more interesting. If it's Zay Flowers, then it's more interesting because Zay Flowers is doing that thing that I'm on Ra's doing. He is. Yes, he is. He's he's, he's doing that thing. Places, and he's catching a thousand balls in the jugs machine. And he's he's the first one there and he's the last one to leave. Mm-hmm. And he has the requisite athleticism where as long as you have like a trait, right? Like 
Julian Edelman, upper, upper percentile agility score. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't be denied over time, right? Amon Ra, upper percentile burst score. You know, uh, other metrics, not great, but that's what he has. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers, he's fast, right? Maybe the other metrics aren't as, aren't as uh, you know, but the burst score also, 65th percentile, right? So he's got speed and burst. So you put those together. And by the way, they couldn't bully him into doing the agility score. No. They couldn't. He didn't do it. No, he, he said, didn't. fuck you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> He's a beast. Yeah, he He's said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the agility. And they, they bullied Quentin Johnston into it. He said, uh, okay, I'll do it. So he's faster than Quentin Johnston. He, he's almost as explosive and just wired. And in, 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 he, he really is wired. His best comparable is Jahan Dotson. But in terms of play style and in terms of wiring, he is the, in, the reincarnation of Steve Smith. Love and it. Love so that. that is a guy where if I'm going to give up a Pat Fry, I mean, I'm not giving up Pat Fry. I'm still rejecting it mm-hmm. because that's not a traditional lopsided quantity for quality trade. It's just quality for quality. Yeah. Right. But I get Taekwon Thornton who runs a four, two who could actually break out this year. If there's mm-hmm. one thing I always bet on at wide receiver, it's the elite, elite, elite speed. 4-4, I don't care about. Like, you could D.D. Westbrook. But if you run like a 4-2-5, if you're Calvin Austin, if you're if you're Tyquan Thornton, I want to take shots on those guys because they can actually turn game-breaking speed into fantasy relevance, and they can be wide receiver threes that really help your dynasty team, especially all these deeper dynasty teams. Then you're getting a 20-24 second. Could be a deep draft class, and we've seen a lot of second-round picks smash. So and that could be an early second-round pick, which would be a – a super smash, especially in super flex. So you have a, you have mm-hmm. a quarterback rich draft in 2024. That's going to push a bunch of position players into the second right. round. So you need to look at who the quarterbacks are coming out in super flex leagues and in, in, in the QB rich classes where you have like this past year, three quarterbacks in the top five, then you have to aggressively acquire 2024 picks, acquire the second rounders in those, those draft classes with a lot of quarterbacks because the the second round is going to be talent laden. So right. that's why here I still prefer the Pat Fryermuth. And I think predominantly because of what we talked about earlier, the value of a tight end like Fryermuth in tight end premium, number one, but then also that 2024 second is gold. 